no one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Robinson. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL, customer service is back in shipping. It's South Florida's newest and freshest talk if show. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT. Okay. Oh, that's John. John. I like John. We like that a lot. Anyway, welcome back. This is Rich Rothman on the Rich Rothman Show. It's about 5.05 in the afternoon. People are rushing to get home, do their thing, uh, hopefully take the right lanes and so forth. But we're in the studio today with two Marks. We're with Mark Trowbridge, who's the CEO of the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce. Uh, well-known chamber, very exciting. They do lots of good stuff. We'll talk about that. And we have Mark uh, Berenfeld. And uh, Mark uh, is the incoming chairman. You're the chairman. I will be next Monday. We knew that. Okay, okay. that was a test. In the event of a <laughs> non-real chairman... All right, so we had no Mark. Mark is the the incoming chairman, and uh, we're kind of excited about all the things that are happening in Cora Gables. And let's just briefly, I see you're you're proofing your magazine. You know, I never stop working. I'm a multitasker, so. Uh, Here is a man that can walk and proof <laughs> at the same time, which is remarkable. Yeah, don't add in chewing gum because then bad things will happen. So what's happening with this? What is this? What does this come out? This what? is the, what's the magazine called? Magazines are City Beautiful magazine, right. which is our annual publication that is sent to all the residents of Cora Gables to all of our chamber members, and to any of our visitors and folks looking to relocate here, which I know is near and dear to your heart from the international side of the equation. Um, but Put my uh, business here. Absolutely. Back in business in Corrigan. Comes out in September. It always coincides with uh, the start of our new chairman, which in this case obviously is Mark, and we're focused a little bit on some of his theme, which I'll know he'll share about for the year, and uh, just uh, getting ready to have that uh, puppy go to bed so we can have it printed in time for uh, early September. That's how we used to call it, too. <laughs> JP used to say that. Oh, I know. we got to get this puppy to bed, for God's <laughs> sakes. Get it out of here. We're supposed to be impressed. But um, So this is like the quiet time before the, the I don't want to say the storm, but the quiet, it could be. But uh, the quiet time before the season. I know that when I was serious in business, about 30 years down here, uh, Labor Day represented the start of the season. We got serious, and then we... Didn't get serious after Thanksgiving a little bit, and we certainly didn't get serious around Christmas. But uh, but to get, this is the start of, of the excitement for you. So when do you come in? What's the date, your official date that you start as well, a chair? The Chamber's year end is uh, August 31st. So September 1st, which is on Labor Day, is when uh, I'll officially take over. Uh, but uh, it, you're right. Everything starts to ramp up when mm -hmm. the kids get back into school right after Labor Day. And uh, we're going to be starting off our fiscal year with the uh, Chairman's Reception, which is on September 4th. Thursday at the Biltmore Hotel. So this is an annual event. This is in, in the evening, yes. chairman's reception, and everyone gets a chance to see you and meet you. Well, that's the idea. Not just myself, but, but like the, the royalty <laughs> of Carl Gable. <laughs> well, the ring will be out, suitable for kissing. That's it's right. Sort of, no, not necessary. It's like you're receiving. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mark is receiving starting at 7 o'clock, and I don't get there any earlier well, unless you're royalty. Yeah, gee, if anybody knows me, they know that I have this huge ego about it. So, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a chance to come out and uh, meet the entire board, the new board members, the, the uh, continuing board members. All our committee chairs are going to be there. It's a really good event. Uh, all of our events are great for networking. This one also is to try and engage members to get more involved. Join the committee, do something that's fun, and then that's going to help everybody else out because the chamber to me is about relationships. And the more people you can meet, the more opportunity you have to build those relationships. And that's where 
the chamber involvement is going to pay off for everybody. Yeah, that's the beauty of South Florida. Mark, we talked about this last time you were in and, uh, and, and over lunch when we had some lunch a few weeks later. South Florida really is a networked community. I mean, it really is more than any other place I've seen. It's just a terrific place to do business. One of the neat things, and there are a couple of chambers that are very active. Yours happens to be and has always been for me a very active chamber. And I used to be very much involved in it, and we're going to start getting more involved again. But, um, uh, yeah, you, you want those opportunities to meet people because you really do generate business that way. I mean, particularly in a Hispanic environment, in a Latin environment, it's social. In South Florida, it's very social. I mean, people want to do good business. They, like, they want to like you. They want to know who you are. So the chamber gives you the opportunity to do that. Well, you said it exactly right. It's about people wanting – people do want to do business with people that they like. And so we're trying to give that atmosphere that – Come to the events, come to come and network, come to the educational uh, programs that we offer, get to know the people. And once you get to know the people, you're going to start to become friendly with them, and that's where that relationship is going to start to blossom. And from there, once you have that trust, that's when the opportunities are going to start to roll in for you. What, what, you know what I like about Chamber is, is this, that you have multiple committees. If I'm going down the wrong road, just stop me. No, go hit ahead. Me. But um, uh, you have committees. And Anybody, in the sense by getting involved with the chamber, can pay their fee, become a level member, mm -hmm. sure, and they can get on a committee. And you might be sitting with somebody who's, you know, a city patriot, you know, somebody who's really been around and, and someone you look up to and is a good leader uh, from the community, and and that kind of is like an equalizer, isn't it? I mean, it's a very de democratic process, from my point of view, being involved in the chamber. Oh, it is, and and that's what it's all about is uh, building. Again, building those relationships, uh, that's what the theme for the year is. You know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an accountant, CPA, and uh, our past two chairmen, one was uh, two years ago in the travel business. Uh, our current chairman, soon to be our past chair, Carolina, is, uh, has an international business. So her theme was the world is not enough, an international theme. The year before, our travel agent, Sergio, he was, he, his was a travel and tourism theme. Well, I'm an accountant, so what's my theme going to be? Taxes? Uh, an advocate for everybody. Well, not only that, we're going to get into China this year. These kids are going to learn it, for God's sakes, I'll tell you. So I didn't think that was going to be too popular. <laughs> and uh, so I, I kind of went back to my first experience with the chamber. And, you know, sometimes when you go into something new, it can be intimidating. My first experience was the breakfast. We had 300 members there. And Where do you hold your breakfast, by the way? Biltmore Hotel. Oh, good Thursday. place. Thursday of every month. Right. Country World of Gene Prescott. Good thing. That's good. And, and so to me it was a little intimidating, and so I wanted, I wanted to kind of take that and really help break that barrier for all the other members because I talked to other people and they said, yeah, you know what? I felt the same way when I first started out. And I know a lot of people, when they feel that way, they don't get over that. They don't get past that barrier, so they don't really get involved, and then after a few months they'll say, you know what, this chamber's not doing anything for me. I'm going to go spend my time somewhere else, when in fact they really haven't taken the time to get into it. So we're really doing all we can to make sure that all of the members, I know that's kind of impossible to do, but as many as we can reach out and, and help to get them over that barrier so that they become more engaged and they really see that the chamber is an important part of their business plan. I would think that uh, we have a lot of things happening this year. One, we have a very hot election. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is going to be a fight. And we were just talking earlier that Florida is going to be the could be the deciding state again. So we're going to have a lot of these folks, the Obama folks here. We're going to have the McCain folks. Everyone's going to be fighting for that undecided 11% that's floating around the United States right now. 
So we have that, that maybe the chamber needs what wants, wants the opportunity to consider. Two, we have a very tough economy, you know, and that's a major challenge. So it would seem like this year might be a very, I mean, you coming in as a chairman, and, and Mark, you've been here for a number of years. This is a very interesting year to be, to you know, A, run a chamber, mm-hmm. B, chair a chamber you know, in, from the community. Uh, what challenges do you see as you look out for the next 10, 11, 12 months? Well, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things that we knew coming in, coming into the, uh, this year. Now, actually, when we developed the theme, your formula for success, which was a get back to basics kind of theme for the chamber, uh, that was really before I guess it was officially out that we had some economic challenges. We'll say, for for lack of a better term, we don't want to use the R word anywhere. Well, you know, they were saying today, how can we be in the R word, Essen recession, if we have a 3.3 growth? That's you know, they restated second quarter, and the place went nuts today. So that's very interesting you should say that. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. But uh, Keep talking. Uh, that's all right. Uh, it was. It, it kind of fo- uh, flowed in nicely because we really needed to make sure that we get the word out to all of our chamber members that now more than ever, or not only our chamber members, we, and anybody, we want anybody to come and join and be a part of our chamber. Now more than ever, you need your chamber to help you in your business. No, I think so. I, I, I think... First of all, you know, when people go into a, a tough economy, a lot of people panic and don't know what to do. We're talking like, now South Florida is is an amalgam of small businesses, small to middle-sized businesses. We're not the big business. We don't have a lot of riders and Burger Kings and mega employers. We we have a really good, nice collection. Okay. And it's kind of colorful. It's exciting. But that also means, if you understand the demo and the psychographics of, of what we're talking about, a lot of people aren't. You know, not MBAs out there. They didn't go to Yale or Harvard or Columbia. They they decided to open a business. You know, and and when you look at the membership that you have at the chamber, Mark, how, how would you define the membership that we have at our chamber? And I'm a member. So. Sure, it's very very much reflective of what you're discussing, but it's also a historical basis because I think Coral Gables is what it is today because it grew up on the backs and passions and ideals of these small mom and pops, and so places like Miracle Mile and other surrounding parts of Coral Gables. Uh, really found their way, and the chamber really found its place in this community because of those businesses. And and while we've had you know organizations like the university, um, Baptist, some of our really big employers join into the conversation over these many years, um, that's still the bread and butter of, of what South Florida is. And Coral Gables is no different. And I can tell you that small businesses they know their bottom line every day, whether it's the retailer, the restaurateur. And so it's a challenge. They, they know when they go to bed at night, this is where we weren't, this is where we were, and it's tough. And you only have to take a bit of a stroll around the city and you see a few more storefronts that are empty. Um, and, and so you know that the economy is, is on everybody's mind. It's in every conversation. We just finished putting together our budget and our really strategic vision for the upcoming year, and it was very measured, very conservative, if you will. Our budget's actually going to be smaller next year compared to this past year. And I think it's much like we are seeing our businesses do, the chambers of business, and we're doing the same thing. But we're building back from that by, as Mark mentioned, reminding them it's important to really use your chamber membership right now. And secondly, it's time to branch out. Um, We're actually doing a few more events, doing a big tabletop during his chairman's reception that's built for small business because we know they need it, and we're going to give them every avenue and every platform to make that happen. Well, and, and it would seem that, and you're very, very correct, you know, the small business, I, I had a small business, I mean, I had, depending upon the year, about 26 employees when I owned 
South Florida CEO or Latin CEO or Latin trade or anything like that. So, and I didn't study business. I mean, I'm, I'm an English major, seven years of college English. So I, I learned <laughs> over, I mean, it's like, whoa. That's why I always had a really good CFO with me because God help me. But you learn and, and, um, and you really are, you're very, very correct. When you run a small business, it all rests on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. You're the one that gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning and right. walk around your pool, which I did very often, saying, oh, my God, let me think we're two days away from payroll, and we're going to have to send it off to ADP, and ADP is going to go ahead and send up the IRS part right away. Let's make sure that's there. Let's make sure this is there. Let's do. So you, you, all of a sudden you're starting to deal in payroll issues that you never did when you were much younger, and you're learning that. Then you're learning cash flow analysis. You know, all right, now we did our billing and we're going to know that we're going to get 50% of the next, you know, of the next 30 days and we're going to get 50% of the remaining 50% in the next 30 days and we're going to get the remaining 25% that's going to happen after that in 90 days and you start thinking cash flows. Uh, or you're, you're going to be talking about office supplies. So we're going to be talking about T&E, you know, t uh, travel and entertainment. You're going to be doing all sorts of stuff, uh, reading leases more intelligently than you've ever read before, along with, you know, Attorney, of course, and make sure your accountant takes a look at it too. That'd be good. So, <laughs> so it seems that um, what you're saying, and, and I think this is a, a benefit. There are there programs. Uh, uh, maybe this is a rhetorical question. Are, are there programs that exist for the small business to get involved in and learn something, rub shoulders with the right person, and say, you know what? Because it, it's nice to know the other person has the same problem you've got. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, owning a business of any size is a lifelong education whether you're on your own or if you eventually grow to be you know have two three hundred employees or more sometimes being bigger means your problems are just bigger that's all a lot of times the problems are the same it's just that the dollars are different at the chamber uh, one of the one of the other areas that we're focusing on is education and certainly education for our small businesses we have uh, an ongoing program a five-year program now we're in our second year called Vision Coral Gables, and one of the major components of that is our Independent Business Resource Council. And uh, there what we're trying to do is come up with different types of educational programs that are going to help the small mom-and-pop businesses get through maybe some, some problems they didn't even know existed. And so we've had a series of uh, educational seminars over the past year, and we're looking to expand that this year and uh, changing some of the structures of the other committees so that it's more educationally focused to help these small businesses just give them a competitive advantage. See, very often people people just need a hand. That's all they want. To, you know, give me a helping hand. Mentor me. You know, give me an idea. I mean, I got this problem. I can't be the only one having this problem. So it's it was always good being chamber oriented that there was always a group of people that you could go to and and and, and sit when you go to your breakfast. You know, and that's a neat thing about these breakfasts or the lunches or any of these things that you go to these events because you get a chance to sit with other uh, of your peers uh, and those who are more successful in, in the world, and and you get to pick up some knowledge and stuff like that. So I think that's a you know a very valuable thing as we as we look out. Uh, and we do it. And, and you know, Mark spoke earlier about the active um, component of of reaching out to our small businesses and being that resource. I think the passive, I call it, you know, sort of osmosis um, portion of the chamber where people are just in a social setting, which you talked about in this community is extremely important, but the other is just observational. It's just sort of, I watch it happen and so I'm going to learn something from that. We talk about it a lot internally as, as best practices where 
you can see something happen and find a way that will fit you. By the way, we do it as a chamber. We look at other networking organizations. We look at our peer institutions that are other chambers in the community. Um, and we beg, borrow, and steal because that's the best way to really make sure that what you're doing here in Coral Gables is going to fit, yes, your constituency, but build back on those relationships, which are really paramount in our chamber. So, okay, here we have this year. All right, so what are you going to try and accomplish under your tenure? What are we going to try and accomplish? Yep. We're going to try and, well, the first thing I want to do is continue with the wonderful programs and events that the Chamber has that's been successful. We want to build on that and start to, like Mark said before, expand on some of the uh, programs and services that we're offering. So a, a lot of time, you know, the old saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And uh, the Chamber's not broken right now. Uh, we're, we're 1,600 members, I think, what, about 200 businesses overall? No, it's about uh, 800 businesses. Eight, yeah. Okay, that was, oops. I'm just here to help. Sorry about that. About 200 Slight trustees. Difference. He's 200 right, though, about 200 trustees. Sorry about that. And uh, uh, we're, we're trying to give them the programming they need. Now, what we need to do in the chamber is really not change the formula, but maybe modify it. So it's really going to be a work in process through the whole year as to what do our members need. And we've done some educational programs over the last year, and they were very well received. So we're, we're, we're saying we need to do more of those. Uh, Mark, was, we were mentioning uh, the uh, tabletop event that we're having at the chairman's reception. We do another one in March last year. That was the first time we did that, and that had overwhelming success. So we have to build on our successes and adjust maybe for the programs that aren't really responding as well to make sure that we're constantly giving the members what it is they need. And I think the big areas, uh, the three areas that I think we're focusing on, number one is networking. Yeah, you always have to provide that. We provide that through our events. And then the third component is the educational part part of it. Which, which is crucial. We're on the phone today uh, with the two Marks, Mark Benfeld, uh, Chairman, coming in in just a few days um, with uh, the uh, Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce and Mark Trowbridge, who happens to be the CEO and President of the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce. Juan, are you indicating something on the phone? Should I give the phone? Give the phone. Okay, and uh, if you'd like to speak, it's 305-447-3201. That's 447-3201. Really got to get a call in. Um, how big is the chamber? What's your staff like these days? Our staff's about 12 folks. We have a couple of part-time who help us with things like design and, and um, with some of our uh, events. But uh, we've grown by about two, two and a half staff since I've been there. I've just started my third year with the chamber. So we've grown overall. Um, as Mark mentioned, we're getting close to 200 trustees. That's grown from about 135 or so when I started. And the chamber overall has about 150 members more in total than we had. And uh, we're in a, a great facility, a building that we purchased about four years ago. And so, now where is that uh, now? That's right on Catalonia Avenue, 224. So come by any time. The chamber is a resource to obviously our members, but to the community as well for folks who have questions about starting a business, doing business here. We have great partners in the city of Coral Gables and others who are engaged in that conversation as well. So um, we try to be a real open organization. We like to partner with anybody and everybody. And, uh, you know, it's just great energy in the chamber right now. We couldn't be more lucky with the leadership, like volunteers like Mark and his board, uh, that really make uh, our organization dynamic. So this is your pro bono, huh? This yeah, is it. Just don't tell any of my partners that I'm doing this because they don't know <laughs> that, you know, I have a second full-time job right now, and it's kind of taking away from the accounting practice. I, I think uh, it would really keep you busy running, uh, first of all, running a chamber, and particularly in South Florida because everyone's got an opinion. 
in South Florida. But uh, but uh, <laughs> but he gets paid. That's his job. Right, right. And here you're here President. running a company. This is your company. You're you're a principal in this company. And your name? I should give you a chance. What's your name? Your company? Uh, it's uh, uh, Barenfeld Spritzer Schechter and Shear. We're counting firm located in Coral Gables. We're in. How did they find you? How as well? Tell we them. We joined the chamber when we moved into Coral Gables. We joined the chamber. And your phone number, where they can call you if they uh, want to say hello to you? 305-274-4600. Call myself or any one of my partners. They'll be glad to talk with you. Thanks for the And they're the at 2525 in a great building right there. 2525 uh, 25, 25 Ponce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beautiful building. Yeah, that's really nice. Well, so how do you get? How are you going to go out and get new people to join? How are you going to upbuild this? Well, I think a couple of ways. And, and Mark already mentioned, I think, that our events right now are the biggest, I guess, conduit for new members because... What we do is use that as an opportunity to invite folks, see what we're about. All they have to do is step into that room and meet some of the really great quality people who are already members who make them feel very welcome. Again, the focus on that relationship, we land them every time. Can you name some of the the, the big companies that are part of it? Because sure. people like that. It's sort of like the, the upsell of Bloomingdale's when you have a magazine. Hey, your well, ad sure. can be right Well, I mentioned two of them already. The University of Miami and Baptist Huge. are two of our largest in terms of not only private employers but very involved in the chamber. Then you can talk about firms like Mark's firm, um, which has, I don't know how many accountants and uh, uh, support we, staff. We have uh, about over 200 total staff. And they're in, That's they're a in, lot of counting. Yeah, it's a, that it's is. A and they're in both Miami-Dade, and they also have an office up in, uh, in Broward. We have new companies like Woolham's, which is actually out of their construction development firm that's out of uh, Palm Beach County. Willems? Willems, Inc. Willems. Uh, you have companies like the Alan Morris Company, a big developer here in Alan. town. Alan is and an icon, icon in this community. We actually helped develop an award with Alan this year called the George Merrick Award, uh, and it was a fantastic opportunity, and now we're recognizing on an annual basis somebody in Coral Gables who's really followed in the ideals and vision of George Merrick uh, doing great things for the community. Don't you think his building's gorgeous? I think it's great. And you know, Isn't he's building, that one of the most beautiful he's buildings building another in one. South Florida? Ponce de Leon well, Let's talk about that for a second. Sure. Where's Alan building his other building? It's going to be right opposite Ponce Circle Park, or Hartnett Park, you may know it. Very close to our building at the chamber, which makes our board very happy. It's going to be great for our building's value long term. But it's gorgeous, Ponce de Leon Towers. Class A++ plus plus office Alan's building. a Class A guy. He's a very, very moral man. Well, and just a kind, kind gentleman. And yep. he brought this opportunity to Mark. And Carolina, who's our current chair, and myself, and we jumped at the chance to not only partner with him, but also partner on an award which will have, we think, uh, tremendous staying power in this community. And, and long we, overdue to have Where do you present this award? We did it this year at our goals conference, um, which was Mark's real coming out party and introducing his new leadership. and his Coming thing. out as chairman. Yes, thank you very much. And also, I want to make that clear, folks. You understand <laughs> what we're talking about. This is a family-oriented discussion. And um, and we'll be lo we'll be looking at where we'll do that in the years coming. But we're going to be working together for for a long term. You know, other companies that um, you know here that we have great relationships with the multinationals. We have a brand new multinational company called IntelSat, been in the Gables for 14, 15 years. We got to know them through their participation in Mark's Goals Conference. They are literally responsible for the majority of satellite time sure. and buying time in South America, Central yeah. America. And this Absolutely. is their Latin American, Latin American office. We have professional firms. We have other institutions, financial planning firms. We, we run the gamut of our industries. So what, what, I, what I find uniquely cool about Coral Gables, and, 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 and I will tell you my office for 30 years was off of Brickell Avenue. Mm -hmm. Although I was active, Ron Robinson years ago with the chamber and, you know, Mayor Don Slesnick's a good man, great guy. Um, but I like Carl Gables because Carl Gables has all the accoutrement of the international 
and major business, but it's still a nice, cohesive city, communicable city. You can get around. People talk. Uh, it's not overwhelming to do business in Coral Gables. It's not overwhelming. I think it's a really no. good feeling. And yet, Coral Gables, going back for years, has always had one of the finest collections of international businesses based here. Now, I'm going to go back a few years when he had Lucent down the block, right over here, and AT&T, yeah, close. And, uh, and you had Bell South, and you had these major corporations, uh, Del Monte Fresh Fruit, is always based in Coral Gables, yep. around the block with Texaco, uh, and just a really good quality. And, and every major bank you can imagine was, was in Coral Gables. So it's a nice, how can I say it? I, wanna, I don't want to sound like Joe Biden. He's a nice, clean-cut kid. It's a nice, really clean, well-organized, lovely place to do business in with top-quality people. So I think that you have a, a, a great uh, a display when you, uh, when you get out there and talk about the chamber. Yeah. Good opportunity. Well, we're going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to take a break and then uh, make some money. And then we're going to be right back. This is Rich Rothman on the phone today with uh, Mark Trowbridge and Mark Benefield. Uh, both of them, uh, chairman and CEO, go to my left, one to my right, uh, the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce. And we're glad to have them on the show. We'll be right back. This is Rich Rothman. Ever dreamed of becoming a more effective leader? Want to hone your decision-making skills? Interested in becoming a better negotiator? Then you need to attend Florida International University's Women on the Move. Advancing Authentic Leader Seminar November 3rd through November 6th at the Hyatt Regency Bonaventure in Weston. FIU's Women on the Move Advancing Authentic Leader Seminar is designed for high-potential women leaders in senior management and executive positions with substantial responsibilities within their organizations. This seminar series will help you become a more effective decision-maker, communicate better, and become a more dynamic leader. Develop your personal strengths and go beyond your limitations by attending FIU's Women on the Move Advancing Authentic Leaders Seminar November 3rd through November 6, 2008. Call 305-FIU-LEAD or email lead at fiu.edu for more information. Pizza Fusion, America's greenest restaurant, is now open in Weston. Saving the earth one pizza at a time. Pizza Fusion serves a gourmet and organic menu of pizza, focaccia sandwiches, wraps, desserts, beer, and wine. All Pizza Fusion items are served in their purest form, untainted by the artificial additives such as sweeteners, pesticides, preservatives, and hormones. Enjoy our fresh salads, breads, dips, wraps, and pizzas, all made to order upon your request, with specialty toppings like goat cheese, Key West shrimp, wild lobster, spinach, eggplant, feta cheese, and more. It's all organic, natural, and delicious at Pizza Fusion. Come in today to Pizza Fusion at 2378 Weston Road in Weston and build your own pizza. Call 954-641-5353 for more information. Pizza Fusion in Weston. Saving the earth one pizza at a time. The Port of Miami is the second largest economic engine in our community, providing an annual economic base of over $16 billion and over 100,000 jobs. These are high-paying in-demand jobs, very much coveted by other cities and ports throughout the Americas. We're fortunate to have this business. And of that $16 billion, international trade and cargo at the port accounts for over $13 billion per year, a significant fact as well as a significant economic impact for all of us. The Port of Miami, working to enhance and contribute to the economic success of our country, further reinforcing Miami and South Florida as the gateway to the Americas. 
A new terminal that is larger than some mid-sized U.S. airport. The new Miami International Airport. A new 350-space ground-level short-term parking lot. The new Miami International Airport. The only U.S. airport with sleep pods. The new Miami International Airport. The international gateway to the Americas with more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined. The new Miami International Airport. And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport's savoir faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move towards the future. The new Miami International Airport. You know where I'm spending my next romantic evening out with my wife? At Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Maybe we'll start the evening with a five-star dinner at the newly opened Fontana Ristorante, enjoying their authentic Italian cuisine prepared by renowned chef Gaetano Accione. Or perhaps we'll dine at the acclaimed Palm d'Or restaurant. Zagat called Palm d'Or one of the best restaurants in the country. South Florida's best restaurants are at the Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami. On Thursday after dinner, we could really enjoy Biltmore Unplugged. Live jazz music poolside at the Cascade Bar and Grill. Fine food and live jazz is awaiting your next romantic evening at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Visit www.biltmorehotel.com for more information or call them at 1-800-747-1926 for reservations. The perfect night out is at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. Live from Atlantic Radio Network in Coral Gables, Florida. I've had an epiphany. Every Thursday and Friday. You mean a sudden revelation about the essence of existence? This is the Rich Rothman Show. Oh, uh, no, what's the word? 1360 WKAT. Kalonic. Okay, great song. It's uh, 5.34, 34 minutes after the hour at 5 o'clock. This is 1360 WKAT. Uh, this is Rich Roffin on the Rich Roffin Show. And our guests in the studio today include Mark Trowbridge, who is the uh, CEO of uh, the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce. And to my left, stage right, we have Mark Benfeld, who is the uh, uh, the incoming, by days, chairman of the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce. You know what? When we were in last time, and I just walked past the Colombian uh, consulate just coming from the garage, uh, we discussed the Colombian Free Trade Agreement, which is very, very significant for us in South Florida, yep. and in particular in Coral Gables, because that's the home for the consulate right sure. here. So uh, what's your component for international right now, Mark? Well, uh, the, the, it's funny you mentioned Colombia. We are working on our outbound mission for uh, next year. It'll be probably in March or April. We haven't nailed down the date yet. But we're going to visit uh, one of our sister cities in Colombia, Cartagena. Oh, gorgeous! City. And so we're planning on city. yeah, it is beautiful, and we're planning on making uh, a multi-city uh, uh, trip out of it. And we're going to also go to Bogota and Barranquilla, and I hope I said that right. Barranquilla, yeah, that was very good. You did Thank that well. And 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 when is this going to happen? Probably in March or April of next year. We're we're just starting to work on the details, and and I think we should probably have that solidified in the next month or so. But what do you try to accomplish when you do these international things? What, what are you trying to accomplish for for the chamber and for this obviously the city because that's where you benefit. I think a couple things. I mean, Mark mentioned our sister city relationship, and we've gone to Italy and Spain the last couple of years. Which we've is your sister city in Italy? In Italy, it's the province of Pisa. The entire oh. province, beautiful, beautiful place. 
Everything's leaning. Everyone's it's leaning. Everyone's it's gorgeous. Leaning. I have great posture in that city. Everything in Italy is great. Um, it's just amazing. It's and, and so excited to interface with Americans and American businesses. And we've had that in each place we've gone. But besides the sister city relationship and, and that opportunity, we just had a group in from Barranquilla. They brought a delegation here. And so it's an opportunity to kind of repay the favor, go back and visit with them. They're a port city. A lot of similarities to what's happening here in Miami. Uh, growing industries. We talked about, as you mentioned, the free trade agreement and opportunities there, and that's something we're very hopeful that Congress will take action upon um, right after the elections, because that's what it looks like at this point. Um, but it's also an opportunity to showcase our businesses and also educate our businesses about the opportunity to do business in, in countries like Colombia. Three-hour plane ride, closer than L.A. and parts of our country. See, that's, that's the beauty of, of, of working in South Florida, and that's why we are the gateway, and that's why we have the infrastructure for all the international trade. The neat thing is that we're the golden glaze of Latin American travel. You can travel to almost everywhere in Latin America you're in the same time zone, except for primarily Brazil, which juts out into the Atlantic. Right. So you're going you're gonna to lose some time there. But uh, you can, and I've done this when I, when I was very, I spent 15 years going in and out of Latin America when I owned Latin Trade and Latin CEO. And I would go to Venezuela for the day. I mean, I could catch an early morning flight to Caracas. This is before Chavez, by the way. And because uh, I stopped in the, the <laughs> is AK, that BC? The AK-47 just scared the hell out of me. That's all I got to say. And uh, But you, then you would ca have lunch, go to the Eurostar uh, Euro building, have a meeting at the World Trade Center, because there was an active World Trade Center there, my past chair. And um, bam, catch a, uh, an early dinner and catch a flight back that night, and I'm, and I'm home. I'm a little tired the next day. But it's almost like going to New York, a little bit longer than going to New York City, and, and a bit funky when you get there because it's a long ride uh, from the airport. So you're in a great place. Coral Gables happens to be a hop, skip, and a jump. Just Absolutely. jump down Lejeune and Ponce and cut over, and yeah. you're there. And you mentioned the multinationals that are here. We have about 175 multinational companies that are here, and they've been here. They've been invested in Coral Gables, our proximity to the airport. We all know it's about location, location, location. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you have a community, the chamber being part of that, the university of all the components that are of vital interest to our Latin American partners and to making that gateway real and tangible. See, the thing is, uh, and this is the uniqueness, first of all, Latin Americans want to come where they feel comfortable. That is why Miami grew up. I mean, the best thing that ever, don't, my car is going to blow up tonight, is that Castro is probably the best thing that ever happened to Miami. The worst thing that happened to Cuba, but the best thing that happened to Miami, because we brought a terrific group of people to Miami, mm -hmm. and it made us. If you read uh, uh, Cantor Ross's, uh, Moss's uh, 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 book out of Harvard on world-class cities, we are a world-class city, and it usually takes one or two items that can switch on or switch off a world-class city. Uh, one is a uh, political one, and that was the, the, the Cuban situation that brought up a tremendous amount of, of well-educated, wonderful people that came here and established a multi-language, multicultural heritage here. And it just happened. Number two, of course, was the the, the, uh, the shifting of the EDGE Act Banking Act in the 1970s, which allowed a proliferation of EDGE Acts, which allowed us to then uh, go ahead and, and open up uh, banking and handle the private wealth situations. As long as it's not like you folks want to know what EDGE Act's about. You can't walk in and cash a check. It's not the way it works. You're doing business home country. But um, but the point is, and here, uh, Carl Gables, and you told me, who was it, George Merrick actually foretold this back in the 20s? That's right. Yeah, he, he knew as early as the 1920s when he was founding the city, founding the chamber, founding the University of Miami in terms of the vision for the university being an international university. He knew we were going to be that gateway. 
1920s. Well, and, and smart as can be, because when you look at Carl Gables, it, it is such a, uh, we're talking about the comfort and the social of, of the Hispanic market and the Latin American market. We are, Carl Gables, by virtue of looking at it, is, is bilingual. It's multilingual. Multilingual. Because our, all our, all our streets are, are done in Spanish. And it's a very, very, you know, all of that adds to the comfort level that people have when they want to do business here. We, we have the community here that speaks the language. We have the community here that understands the food. We have the community here that understands the banking and finance and the infrastructure. And we can deal with that on multi-levels. And not just one form of Spanish, but in multiple forms of Spanish. Whether it's a Cuban Spanish, or you're going to have Argentine Spanish, which is, you know, they're all uppities anyway. You're not Argentine, are you? No. Oh, because Argentines don't even admit they're Latin Americans. <laughs> they're Italian. You're talking about Italy. They, I'm very glad we're going to Colombia. Yeah, they're, they're convinced they're Italians. I mean, they're very arrogant. Uh, uh, there's another bomb going off in my car. But, uh, but no, 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 no. But, but Carl Gables really has what you want. If you're going to have to go out and sell a city to bring somebody here, you don't really have to sell hard for a city like Carl Gables. No. I mean, that's the way I see it. No, it has everything. No, it has, it has it all going for it. And the interest is there. I shared with Mark earlier that we had the new uh, trade commissioner from Mexico come visit with me yesterday. And I said, what brings you to Coral Gables? Her offices are, are on Brickell. And he said, everybody told me I have to meet with the chamber in Coral Gables. And part of that is the leadership and the legacy of leadership we've had with Carolina and, and prior to her term as chairman of really changing the dynamic of our chamber, being very focused on the assets that are already here and have been, as I said, for, for a long time. And it's that international community that you're so passionate about. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Because it, 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 it goes back, if you understand South Florida, you know, I started coming here in the 50s as a Jewish kid from New York. We all came here, and when it went under 70 degrees, we just had to go to Florida because Jews don't like cold weather in the Northeast. We just got to get out. So true. So that's the, what my parents did. <laughs> no, that's exactly, it's like a, a caravan of Jews, my Uncle Sid, absolutely. my Uncle Al, and my dad. And we're driving down, and then we took the train, and then eventually when jets came in, we took jets because my mother wouldn't fly on a propeller plane. She thought they'd fall out of the sky. Don't ask me. But she's a crazy old Jewish lady, and that's the way it went. But um, but you could see this this metamorphosis that we went through. And it's Rosabeth Moss Cantor is the book, World Class. It's a terrific book. She's a chair emeritus uh, for, in the business school at Harvard. She's brilliant. And um, and Miami and South Florida and Coral Gables, two of the max. Uh, really developed all this wonderfulness for the last 60, 70, 80s, building into what we have today. So we have the accoutrement. We are an international city. I mean, there's no question. Don Fussell said the neat thing is that, you know, South Florida is so close to the United States, you know, <laughs> but it's really in the Caribbean. You know, it's really Latin American. And he got it. You know, we had Maurice Ferre on the show last week. And, of course, Maurice, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best mayors we ever had in South Florida for Miami, and he got it. He got it so good. He put it together so well. We had a strong port, which you benefit from. We had a terrific airport, Dick Judy running it, which you benefit from in Carl Gables, being the closest community to the airport with international business. And he got Roy Kenzie in from Atlanta, and he developed this cadre of people who understood the internationalism where Miami was going to be, not so much in 76, 77, although we saw the proliferation in the 70s starting, but the 80s and 90s, we soared. You know, as Latin America did better, and the democratization process and the socialization process and the socioeconomic revolution of Latin America with the privatizations, you're a number man. In the early 90s, there was a huge amount of, of privatization dollar capital going into Latin America. But we benefited from that. Yep. We had it. You know, we had it all. So uh, just a great opportunity. You know, uh, So your international stuff that you can do is great. 
you know, you're going to go to Italy? We were just there, but I will tell you one exciting thing. Our, our current chairman is going to head back there in October because there was such an overwhelming response to our visit that right now there are several projects under development in concert with the Beacon Council that are really hitting on this idea of lifestyle and fashion. And Miami has every ability to become a rival to New York um, in terms of our relationships with uh, the Fashion trades. Week. Fashion Week. Fashion Week, everybody it wasn't, knows. Do you remember Beth Sobel? And I haven't used that name in a long, long time. I don't, no. She, she was putting together, which you probably call Charlotte Logally at the World Trade Center. Sure, Charlotte. Um, but she, Beth is putting together Fashion Week in Miami. Now, we are a very fashion-conscious city. Sure. I mean, this, Absolutely. first of all, being international, being Latin American, having the talent. I mean, we define, you know, internationalism. That is one of the reasons why when, it, when a byline goes out from a story from Miami or Coral Gables or South, people pick it up and they run with it. So fashion's great. That's, yeah. a, that's a good one for us And to this relationships, that, you know, or these relationships that we forged, have already begun to bear fruit, which is pretty quick when you figure we were just there in May. We got a briefing yesterday at our board meeting from Frank Nero about some of the things that are that are upcoming. But Carolina's going to head back with Frank and, and visit with them at a particular program they do, which is called Food Fashion Florence. Big program they do in, in the Florence? region of Tuscany. Who wouldn't want to? And the idea Tuscany? is, I know. Who doesn't want to go to Tuscany, Mark? To, you're you're going to want to go to Tuscany. Let's go. The idea I mean, is to create something like that here and Pose build into it the fashion aspect and build into it the industry that will sustain itself and become uh, a place where you have not only the beautiful people and beautiful clothes, but the business aspect, which is really important to what we want to do, obviously, here long term. So I'm wearing Marshalls today. I think that's about as high <laughs> no one saw it. fashion didn't as have I to go. Say that. That's why no, we're on radio. Wanda saw it. She doesn't know. You know, Andy good, walked by and didn't even look in, so it doesn't make any difference. The studio's kind of sequestered here. So, all right, in the, in the time that's left, we have about eight minutes left or so. Uh, let's talk a little politics. Let's just play with it. You don't have to get crazy. Uh, you know, tell me who you're voting, all this stuff. But you were mentioning before about yeah. uh, the vote coming up, and the first question is, are we going to be able to count them right? Well, that's that's. This <laughs> is Florida. The you know, Bieber and Lane Silverstein said that years ago. The rules are different here. What do you expect? This is Florida. We have a whole new. We're system. nuts. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are nuts. We're a little crazy. We get a little crazy when it's summer. We shoot people every now and then. We get a little little nuts <laughs> down here, but. So they, did they have problems yesterday in some of the elections? How, how did it work down here? I thought everything went smooth. They had an extremely low voter turnout. Yeah, there was a which, low turnout. Yeah, this Murray voted, Bobby, <laughs> Maury came in. I think five or six guys. Well, I can tell you, the chamber, the chamber obviously doesn't take positions on particular candidates, but we right, do on issues. Not. And I can tell you that the chamber endorsed the Children's Trust and was thrilled to see the overwhelming support that the community had in, in returning that now in perpetuity. Because that's a great program. It's, it's in our schools. It's obviously assisting many of our nonprofits, but it's it's really allowing us to have a good feeling about the future in terms of that our children are getting access to programs and services that they may not get without a children's trust. That's true, and education's important. That's one of the components Critical. of Carl Gay. and a major part of the chamber as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people come here because they have a good education, good health care, good banking and finance, good real estate. And good business, ease of doing business, and the comfort level that transcends all of that. So there, that's the end. I'll sign up. That sounds good to that's me. Good stuff. I want to do great. that. So, so I'm assuming I, you're watching the convention. Are you, uh, you are beat you me a to junkie? the question. I hate when Mark does that. <laughs> you know, he does that all the time. He's good. Am I watching? Yeah, I, I watch it, and I'm looking forward to seeing the this 
this uh, Greek. Tra- I don't know what I'm going to look at tonight. It's going to be it's a Greek theater tonight, right? Oh, yeah, I just thought I thought Cheryl Crow was performing. That's all I heard was that well, she and was And I heard court. that uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen was performing. He's not performing. Cheryl Crow's performing. Cheryl's going to knows. Who else is Stevie Wonder Stevie performing? Wonder. She does a good Stevie Wonder. She just did Stevie oh, Wonder. Very good. <laughs> can you? Can you- <laughs> Can you pick another one, Wanda? That's going to be for, yeah. She's going to figure oh, it out. She's checking it out. And then she's going to go first syllable, yeah. first vowel. I will so tell you, it, it does look to be something uh, rather, rather grand. So I'm watching the U.S. Open. So you guys will text me right with okay. uh, with some information. Well, Obama may text you. I mean, the, uh, he what does. I find Actually, Joe Biden has been texting me. It's very oh my odd. God! It's it is like <laughs> the thirty somethings have taken over the politics. I mean, you, when you look what's going on, this whole thing with Obama. Good, bad, or indifferent. I will say it's the most amazing media um, avalanche that I have ever seen as a, as uh, ever since I remember Adlai Stevenson going back to the 50s when I was a kid. And I'm trying to remember my first election. It was probably Stevenson by 1954, 50, let me see. He ran against Ike, right? Yeah. 54, I think. Yeah, it was Ike. And, and I beat him, of course, because no one understood Stevenson anyway. So it's like, <laughs> he's very passionate. I remember that. It's like, wow, he's so smart. But what does he mean? Do <laughs> you understand? What he, and the average guy didn't go to college in those days. It's like, what do I, what do I know from this guy? Vote for Ike. He's, Everybody liked Ike. He shot the guys for me. I remember that. <laughs> he did the job. But don't you think it's an, it's really been an amazing uh, campaign, and, and, the, and the Republicans are coming up on, on tack on Monday? Yeah, it's been fantastic. And I'll tell you, anything that's going to get the American people out to vote, I'm all for you know, we need to have more people come out to vote for our president in November than people vote for the American Idol finalists. <laughs> well, yes. It's be close. Yes. Ah, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. Right. Will. Will I am? I'll will help you with I that am, one. Yeah. John Legend. John Legend. Matt Mellon. Is that John? Is that John Leg? Mellencamp? No. 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 John Lennon. Legend. Legend. Stevie Wonder and Michael Mc- McDonald's playing? Yes. How about that? Doobie oh, Brothers. Taking to the Streets. There you go. That's oh, a, he's going to play Taking it to the Streets. That's, that's a nice sure. lineup. That's one of my favorite that's songs. Nice. That's and then Cheryl Crow. You cannot yeah. forget Miss Cheryl Crow. No, that's in my car right now. <laughs> that's the magic of MP3. It's big. Like 70,000 people are going to. I don't think it's till 10 o'clock. So well, that's. Time. You see, that's how he gets these. these it's just really smart. That's how he gets these crowds. He has these concerts, and the kids show up, and everybody wants to be there, and everybody has a good time, and they engage them. It's really, i got to tell you, and wait till you see how they film him when they're doing this. He's going to look godlike. Up. Film him up. Well, this, up. I, I don't know if you saw a snapshot of the of the stage this morning, but it looks I, a little I, bit, yeah. it looks a bit like uh, the White House and the Oval Office, some of the decor. It's, uh, and there was a rumor that they were going to have a, a, a cutout of a 747. Of Air Force One. Oh yeah, One. like Air Force One. Yeah, that's right. Just before so, I got in the garage you know over that here, the conventions have very much become now that they're boiled down to an hour, seventy-five minutes. Back when Adlai Stevenson was running, you know, they, when television started covering, it'd be on for hours. All it was on. Oh, it's horrible. It preempted it was, it was the worst. It was the worst. You couldn't watch it. I remember as a kid watching it in you the summer. You were literally watching horrible. a meeting of the party, and so yeah. you had them yeah. debating over the planks and. Right, the, the making their deals, who knew? smoking cigars. Yeah, so now no it's 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 boiled down. It's an hour. It's it's good television. Last night you got to see it all compact, and then when they're waiting in between the speeches or they preempt who's doing the introductions, they show you what happened 
earlier in the well, night. Well, that's because everybody polls immediately. I mean, it's the most yeah. amazing thing I've ever seen. All the talking heads, and I flicked, you know, because I, I watch everything. I watch from Fox, I go to CNN. Sure. We're talking about the yin to the yang. CNN can cover wars, a different war. I have no I'm idea what I'm just hoping that Chris about. Matthews is, by, by the time they get to the Chris, Twin Cities, Was there something wrong with his hair? his hair? What is wrong with his hair? I think what it's windy. What is wrong no, with that windy. man? It's windy. I've never seen him have his hair like that. He's in that. Denver, which apparently is also a windy it's city. Is that the rugged look of Chris Matthews? He's never recovered since his appearance on Ellen. I think we both know that. That's very funny. That's so. very good. No, but, but yeah, I think, I think people are watching now. They're more engaged. And I am looking for, forward to the John McCain thing coming up. I want to see what's going on because, you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I had, well, she knows what I'm all Wanda, about. Wanda, do we know who's going to be performing at the Republican National Convention? No. She doesn't even look up that website. She didn't even move near the computer. <laughs> not interested. Wanda's no, showing her no, stripes, no, no, too. No, 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 she's not um, going to do that. She's going to stay exactly where she is. Did you have a favorite speaker of all the ones? Did you watch it each night? Because you had two or three headliners every night. Who how do about, I like? How about South Florida, by the way? Kendrick Meek got to introduce yeah, I, I actually had a Bill Clinton and uh, Debbie right Wasserman Schultz got to nominate Obama. I'm not I'm not very... Well, I like Wexler. I just, it would be nice if he had a home. I was, Wexler had a home. <laughs> he looks silly. Where do you live? I live well in a 55 plus community with my in laws. That's a bit weird for me. You know? Well, you gotta have a home. The economy is tough. <laughs> our governor, our governor doesn't actually no, own no. a home. Hillary, in Florida. listen, let me tell you, Hillary gave a great speech. She was yes. really, really good. Clinton gave it. They're all giving interesting speeches because these things but are, are they broke. Giving, they are wordsmiths like are I've never heard speeches? and seen before. That's my question for what? you. Are what? they their speeches? No. Okay. No. Clinton was on sure. a seven, just like we are. Clinton was on a seven-second delay so they could hit that red button if they didn't like it. <laughs> seven seconds. It was in all the media yesterday. Seven seconds. That's a long uh, delay, my man. Yeah. Seven seconds, hit that button. Uh-uh. No, I thought, I thought Biden was interesting. Um, I thought Michelle, I just, I just kind of went through Michelle Biden's Obama's great, speech. It's a great story. His son, and I mean, it's a tragic yeah. story, but it's, a, it's an American story that, uh, of how you triumph and, it was very moving last time. But that's what America much, is. So. You see, it the is. only thing I don't like when people tell me the American dream is gone, I don't buy into that at right. all. We are the greatest country. This is a terrific Absolutely. country. The dream is alive today as much as it was 100 years Everywhere ago. Everywhere you go, they're very interested in what we're why doing our city in America. Works. Why, do people come to, why do people come down to South Florida? We're one of the few cities that we can go down at lunchtime. I remember in the 80s, the Amatolitos, you know, in, in early, about 81, when the Mario boat lift yeah, occurred, yeah. I could go down and eat lunch and watch people coming in and getting arrested. Sure. I'm like, hey, what are you doing for lunch today? I got a sandwich. I'm going to go down to uh, Key Biscayne. I'm going to sit there, have a drink, and I'm going to watch the guys mm. coming in because they're trying to get out of Cuba. That is what South Florida has that soul that we, we, we offer that. That's the magic of and this And we're place. not stagnant in any way. You can come back tomorrow and it'll be a very different place in the sense of who you'll see and what you'll see and what you'll experience. I think that's what's magical about doing business here and living here. Carl Gables, to me, isn't style. He good? Isn't he good? Style. He always just so brought that. Yeah. He is Style so and substance. You have that this here This man Carl is Gables. good. I want you to know that. He's the president. President is he paid. He knows what he's doing. President is paid. Not only that, he just got the Don Slesnick Award for the week. 